Hello there, Trash Pandas, and welcome to another exciting episode of Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Thanks for joining us today. I'm really excited about our story today. A new girl, mm. a girl with bangs. <laughs> Let's talk about Zoe Deschanel. Love it. I mean, she's a lovable and quirky actress who's played some very endearing characters over the last two decades. Best known for playing the sweet and wacky Jess in New Girl. And whether it was her co-starring role in Almost Famous in 2000, or starring with Will Ferrell in Elf, or singing in 500 Days of Summer, oh, Zoe has charmed audiences now for going on Are You Ready to Feel Old? 25 years. Oh, wow. She's like still wow. 19, right? I know, right? She <sighs> looks still 19, which... I assume is some sort of spell that was cast magic. on her at one point. Yes. Big magic. Big magic. Whoever, whatever the witches that did that, like, <laughs> give us a call. Hook us up. Zoe intrigued many for years with her unique and eccentric retro fashion choices. She pulls off looks that most ordinary folks just are not able to as well. Zoe becomes the twee fashion's dream girl. Uh, in addition to acting... You might not know this. Zoe is also an accomplished musician. I do know that, actually. She's a successful entrepreneur with her website and YouTube channel, Hello Giggles. Also knew that. She's also the mother of two children. Didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. We got a lot of surprises coming in this one. Hold on to your socks. Like many of the roles that Zoe has played, she seems like someone we'd all want to be friends with. She's warm and a little kooky in the right ways and accepting and just the right amount of offbeat to be the perfect addition to anyone's circle of friends. Today, we are going to induct Zoe Deschanel into the Trashy Divorces alums universe here because like many of the characters she's played, Zoe's had a bit of a rocky love life. She has been married and divorced twice and is back now in a relationship that will Hopefully be the one. All kinds of surprises. Stacy. you're not even ready. Okay. Let's go, go, go. All right, Alicia, I understand you have some dirt on our, our dearly beloved Zoe. So. I mean, not so much on her, bless her heart. Zoe Claire Deschanel was born January 17th, 1980. Capricorn girl. Zoe was born in Los Angeles. Little baby Zoe, though, Los Angeles, entertainment land. Mm -hmm. Is she worried? No. The entertainment industry is nothing new for baby Zoe. Zoe mm -hmm. grows up with a mom who is an actress for her job. Perfect. And a dad who's a cinematographer. This explains a lot about how photogenic she is, doesn't it? So photogenic. Don't forget, little baby Zoe has an older sister who is also an actress. Yep. Emily Deschanel, mm -hmm. who played Dr. Temperance Bones Brennan Indeed. on Fox's crime series Bones from 2005 to 2017. It was a great show. Love that show. Mm -hmm. Apparently, little Zoe always knows she wants to be an actress. Her father will tell The Hollywood Reporter, quote, From a very early age, our daughter Zoe wanted to crawl into The Wizard of Oz and be in that movie. Fantastic. She's always been that way, unquote. Dad will continue. He's proud of his girls. Quote, and both kids, Zoe and Emily, since they were 12 or 13, would get up in front of 2,000 people and not feel nervous. Hmm. Unquote. That's a talent. 
It is a talent. It's a trait, I guess. It is a trait. Zoe grows up going to a private prep school in Santa Monica, where she will become classmates with future Almost Famous co-star Kate Hudson, mm. as well as Jake, give her back her scarf, Hall. Poor man will never live that down. Zoe was very active in the theater and performance department during high school because she knows she wants to be an actress. There's yeah. No question about it, but sure. Zoe does the thing. When it's time for college, she'll go to Northwestern University, but doesn't last longer than a year before dropping out to... Go be an actor. That's it. Of her childhood and staying grounded, Zoe tells InStyle magazine, I was just really lucky that I have good parents, and because they were in the business, I went into it with a very down-to-earth sensibility. So I don't look back on my younger years and think, oh my gosh, I was so crazy. A very solid way to break into the biz. It helps if you're in that environment to see that. No doubt. In 1998, old Zoe is going to have a guest appearance on Veronica's Closet. The next year, she'll make her film debut in Mumford. And at this point, things move quick because it doesn't take long for the role that ah, she's my favorite for, for Zoe to get her breakout role in Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous in 2000. Mm -hmm. Zoe plays Anita Miller, a teenage girl who doesn't get along with her mother, played by Frances McDormand. And old Anita Miller, she's really frustrated by her restrictive environment. Much like Anita, I understand music being your solace and your refuge and when anita leaves home she leaves her younger brother one of her records says to him one day you'll be cool look under your bed it'll set you free <sighs> rock stars have kidnapped my child yup it's a really good movie <laughs> zoe continued to have parts in television shows and films for the next few years and most certainly makes a name for herself with Slightly peculiar, quirky, offbeat characters. She may not have been everyone's cup of tea, and her movies were not often mainstream, but she was recognized and praised by critics. In 2002, the New York Times called Zoe one of Hollywood's most sought-after young stars. I went with one of Zoe's songs for this particular episode, but this next section... I like to call Bang a Gong because Bang a Gong was almost it. Because one thing about Zoe's appearance is that she just has decided to own, quote unquote, her bangs. And at this point, it would almost be strange to see her without her signature bangs. They contribute to the overall look and aesthetic of Zoe Deschanel. She writes about her bangs for Glamour magazine and confessed that it was a conscious decision she made and committed to. So, a lot of girls do bangs over bad breakups, not <laughs> Zoe. She commits. This is what she wants to do. Bangs are not because of any kind of trauma. This is her look. Quote, when I first got into acting, I was a bit of a chameleon and just wasn't recognizable. So, I used my look to help create an identity. Now, people know me as the girl with bangs. They're not for everyone, but they work for me. It is in 2003 Zoe stars opposite the equally lovable Will Ferrell in the Christmas comedy Elf. Zoe brings her delightful offbeat vibe to the screen singing and playing the love interest of Will Ferrell in that movie. 
It's a charming movie. Mm-hmm. I know him. All right. Early on in her career, though, Zoe was not happy about the typecasting that she was falling into, and she was speaking out against it. However, audiences like what audiences like, and that's what they wanted from her. And once Zoe stars as Jess in New Girl, her character type yeah. is pretty much cemented down. I will say it's a she's uh, it's a little bit manic pixie dream girl. Oh, funny. We're gonna, we're gonna mention that. Is it okay? In no time at all. Yeah. Yep, yep. Zoe will try the horror genre of films in 2008 with M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, co starring Mark Wahlberg. Okay. I think I missed that one. I've Marky seen... Mark Wahlberg. Sure. I've seen most of his movies, but I think I missed that one. I'm not surprised. It, the movie was not a success. Hmm. So, you know, okay, maybe so didn't me, hear about it. Me and everybody else didn't see it. Okay. But Zoe strikes just the right chord in 2009 when she stars in a coming-of-age romantic comedy called 500 Days of Summer. Mm -hmm. It was in this indie film that performs far greater than expectations at the box office, widely praised by critics. Let's talk about New Girl for Mm. just a little while. Let's. Oh, it's such a good show. Really good characters. Just a really, just a sparkling cast. So sometimes, film stars, perhaps feel that taking a television gig is a downgrade for their careers. But for Zoe Deschanel, playing Jess on the Fox comedy New Girl officially made her a star and a household name. The creators of the show also let Zoe put her musical talents to use by writing and performing the theme song for the show. Zoe explains her perspective on heading over to television. This is to Newsweek. When I decided to do New Girl, these people were like, oh, you're doing television? It was kind of looked down upon to do television if you were a movie actor. My thought was, it's an opportunity to make funny content, and it's really not about the length. The show debuted in September 2001 and was named one of the best new comedies of the fall 2011 season. The show was incredibly well written and had a tone and a sense of humor and it mm-hmm. resonated with the audiences. The show's creator, Liz Merriweather, based the concept of her own time, quote, Craigless surfing from sublet to sublet, unquote. Yeah. The show was somewhat of an updated version of Friends and that it focused on the lives of a group of 20-something friends and roommates. And Liz Merriweather going into the show is a little concerned that she wouldn't be able to find an actor quote unquote as weird as she was to play the <laughs> adorkable lead character. Zoe De Chanel fit the bill perfectly. Yep. Adorkability is underrated. It's such a good such a good trait to have. Liz Merriweather tells E Entertainment News, the first time we met each other, we really felt this connection. She just picked up the script and started reading, and I was like, that's exactly everything I would ever want that character to be. New Girl does last for seven seasons. It was nominated and won many awards during its run. Deschanel was also individually nominated for three Golden Globes, three People's Choice Awards, and a Primetime Emmy for her portrayal as Jess. Now that all of that is out of the way, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back for marriage number one Mm. for Zoe. We'll see you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? 
all in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. All right, Alicia, let's get this girl hitched. Zoe's first marriage was to Death Cab for Cuties frontman Ben Gibbard. Zoe, a singer herself, shares the same music manager with Ben, and so their manager introduced the two of them in 2008. Soon, Zoe and Ben... They become the almost too adorable to be true couple. Zoe is the perfect manic pixie dream girl and Ben was the ultimate indie rocker. The two fall in love and marry in September 2009. Ben Gibbard tells New York Magazine about his love at first sight with Zoe. I'd seen her in the movies and obviously I thought she was very beautiful. I was just awestruck that she was even talking to me. It's a good way to feel, dude. Yep. More dudes should feel that way. <laughs> the couple spent most of their time apart, though. And although this does sound like, you know, maybe a bit of a negative thing, Zoe spends it as positive at the time, telling I Village that the time that she spent apart from her husband brought them closer together. Quote, I'm a pretty busy person, so it allows us to get our work done. And when we see each other again, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Unquote. Remember, Capricorns are our signs who wake up, they make their list of what they're going to do that day, and they actually are the people who get it done. Right, who accomplish the list. Unlike, yes, I get up and write lists often, and at the end of the day, there's like three, four, five items that I just didn't get around to. Capricorns are always going to focus on the work. They get the work done. That must be liberating. <laughs> it wasn't all, though, that Zoe told I Village about marriage. She continues... Probably the most surprising thing about married life is that it's really not that different. You still have to make a commitment and think about that commitment every day. It's not like you get married and then all the work is done for you. You get married and you're still in a relationship and you're still doing your best to make it the best relationship you can. There were times when Ben Gibbard would get a little jealous when other men were taken with his wife's oh-so-evident charms. Ben tells People Magazine, Every once in a while, there's a guy that tries to be charming and goofy, and I'm just kind of like, I'm going to wait this out and make sure it doesn't get inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But alas, it seems this couple was, in fact, a little too adorable to be true. Zoe Deschanel filed for divorce December 27th, 2011. Wow. Yeah. So like a two-year marriage. A little over two years, wow. citing our favorite irreconcilable differences. A source close to the couple said the breakup was, quote-unquote, mutual and amicable, and that there was, quote-unquote, no third party involved. Zoe was brief in her comment to People magazine when asked about the split, simply saying, we're friendly, it's all fine. Dun-dun-dun, mm. update. In January 2012, the Daily Mail 
reported on the court documents and issues of money in the divorce. Based on documents filed by Zoe's lawyer and posted on TMZ, they reported that Deschanel, 31 years old at the time, had $1,578,000 in the bank and an additional $1,645,000 in investments. The documents referred to the spousal support that she was paying Gibbard during their separation and petitioned that the court terminate that spousal support. And how did soon-to-be ex-hubby take that? Well, as songwriters and artists and creative folks tend to do, mm. Ben Gibbard went on to write and perform new songs. Uh-oh. He released his first solo album titled Former Lives in 2012, October of 2012. Many people speculated that some of his lyrics perhaps were about his marriage. Really? In response to this, Ben tells Rolling Stone, quote, Events in my personal life might lead to assumptions that some pronouns refer to certain people, but 99 times out of 100, they're dead wrong. When a songwriter uses the first person, the immediate assumption is that the lyric is telling a personal story, but it's storytelling. I don't try to be overly confessional in my work. We live in a world of oversharing, and writing a song is different from writing a tweet. Oh, sorry, unquote. <laughs> in December 2012, the divorce was finalized with both parties waiving their rights to spousal support. The financial details of the breakup were not disclosed, but the divorce judgment stated, quote, Unhappy and irreconcilable differences have arisen between the parties, which have caused the irremediable breakdown of their marriage. Was the lawyer charging by the syllable? <laughs> there is this? no... Wait, he's got one more sentence. Yeah. There is no possibility that counseling or mediation could save the marriage, unquote. Okay. okay. Goodness. Just a week before the divorce was finalized, Zoe was nominated for a Golden Globe for her work on New Girl. She would also be nominated for an Emmy in 2012 for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for New Girl as well. But this wasn't, da-da-da, not the only update. Hmm. Because this isn't the last that we've heard of the relationship between Zoe and Ben. In 2015, Ben tells Billboard magazine in an interview that in fact, he was able to use his experiences to, quote-unquote, craft poignant songs, unquote, but denied again specifically that he was writing about his ex-wife, Zoe Deschanel, saying, quote, The person I'm singing to is an amalgamation of people I came across living in Los Angeles. Being around people in entertainment who were fairly well-known, I noticed all these neuroses and psychoses. Celebrity is a strange way of living one's life. Just because the song is called, I can't believe you're divorcing me, you horrible person. That's <laughs> not about my ex-wife. What would make you think, Why would you think it was that? about her? I'm just telling stories, man. So let's talk about Zoe as entrepreneur. To be clear, that's not an actual song title, I don't believe. That was just Stacy doing a little riffing mm. here in the studio. All right, Zoe is entrepreneur. In 2011, it was a big year. Zoe Deschanel launches a website with two of her friends, calls it Hello Giggles. Hello Giggles is a general interest site for women, which quickly gains popularity and develops a reputation for being not only entertaining, but informative too. 
Zoe's friend, Sophia Rossi, takes on the role of chief executive officer, and Zoe herself serves as chief creative officer. Zoe says she wanted to develop an online community that promoted, in her words, quote-unquote, girl power. Woo! Early on, Zoe said the goal was to provide a platform for women to share their voices. A year after launching the site, Zoe said, The community has really shaped the content and the way they're connecting. If we can be the place where 13-year-old bloggers are engaging with 30-somethings, finding out how much all women really have in common, then I think we're on to something. What parent doesn't dream of their 13-year-old child interacting with 30-somethings on the internet? On a site called Hello Giggles. A site called Hello Giggles. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Because that could be read a certain way. Only you would go there in your little riffable I'm thing. I'm just saying. Because it turns out that Zoe and her friends were on to something. <laughs> Hello Giggles becomes so successful that they sold the website to Time Incorporated for, you want to guess? Millions. $30 million. That was higher than I would have gone. Though the women actually have sold now their stake in the site, both maintain their roles in the company. In a statement Deschanel made after the sale of Hello Giggles, she said that the partnership will allow them to, quote, inspire and support even more young women with a safe and positive media platform, unquote. So there's some Hello Giggles. Marriage number one. Done and over. Certainly Ben did not write songs about her, but we know we have another marriage and divorce and twists and turns coming up. Okay. Time for another break to hear from our sponsors. Back in a minute. All right. Let's get to the rest of the story. So after the divorce from Ben, Zoe quietly dated screenwriter Jamie Linden for about two years. Jamie and Zoe keep a real low profile. Not a lot is known about their relationship or their breakup. But don't worry, Zoe's going to be going public with a new romance very, very soon. As in the summer of 2014, Zoe Deschanel meets her future second husband on the set of the Bill Murray comedy Rock the Casbah. In July 2014, pictures of Zoe kissing her new mystery man were released. Their relationship moved quickly and by January 2015... Summer 2014, January 2015. Wow. Zoe announces that she was over the moon about her pregnancy. Oh, wow. A few days later, her publicist confirmed to people that she was engaged to Jacob Pachenik. Pachenik is a successful Hollywood producer, which is exactly what he was doing on the film Rock the Casbah. Before that, Jacob co-founded and served as president of Yellow Jacket Software, which was acquired by Intercontinental Exchange in 2008. Zoe and Jacob fall in love while working on the film. The couple marry in a secret ceremony in June of 2015. Two months later, in August 2015, they welcome their first child, a daughter. We normally do not do children's names on this, but in this particular case, I have Zoe talking about her child's name, her, the middle name of their daughter is Otter. Like O-T-T-E-R, like, like Emmett Jugband's Otter Christmas. Emmett Otter's Jugband Christmas. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we don't know a lot about old Jacob's personality, but it seems safe to say that he might also possess a little bit of quirkiness. 
since he was okay with naming their daughter after a zoo animal, at least the middle name. I mean, they're wild animals, too. When Zoe was asked on the Today Show about this particular child naming choice, we both love otters, she says. They're really sweet, and they're also smart. They keep their favorite tools, and they hold hands when they sleep. Mm -hmm. There are so many amazing things about otters. They're a wonderful animal. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, so I think I'm okay. Sure. With otter is a middle name. We've just named the middle name of our next cat. Absolutely. All right. In May of 2017, Zoe and Jacob welcome a son. (laughs) Y'all, I just can't. Patrick Hippopotamus. Close, close. Uh, Their son's middle name is Wolf. Okay. Zoe tells Ellen DeGeneres on the Ellen DeGeneres show that they had picked a classy first name and then went a bit wild for the middle name. I love animals so much, Zoe says. You know what eats otters? I'm pretty sure wolves. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The couple, Jacob and Zoe, also start two companies together. The first is called The Farm Project. The second is called Let Us Grow. L-E-T-T-U-C-E. You got it. Both companies are food focused. The Farm Project's goal is to reconnect people with their food and local farmers. Fantastic goal. Yeah, absolutely. Lettuce Grow. (laughs) So cute. Educates people and provides them with the tools they need to grow their actual own fruits and vegetables. Excellent. Two really good organizations. Garden for Life, yo. However... As happy and perfect as the young family appeared to be, trouble was in fact brewing. Kaboom. In the garden. Uh Uh-oh. In September 2019, the couple announced their split with a joint statement to People magazine. Oh, a joint statement. Quote, After much discussion and a long period of contemplation, we have decided we're better off as friends, business partners, and co-parents rather than life partners. We remain committed to our business, our values, and most of all, our children. Thank you for respecting our privacy at this time, unquote. Jacob was the one who filed for divorce in Los Angeles in late October of that year. The court papers filed said the separation actually happened on January the 8th of the same year. Jacob and Zoe are asking for joint legal and physical custody of their two kids. Now. After the split, some folks speculate that this pair's personalities were 100% mismatched from the beginning. I mean, Jacob was okay with Otter and Wolf, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out that Jacob is really, really private, while Zoe is a little bit more outgoing, likes to be a little bit more social. Sometimes opposites attract. Sometimes opposites don't work out in the long run. Well, honestly, her profession sort of requires that she be at various, right? Like, there's no way around that if you're going to be an ongoing working actor. So I I can see how that could get rough. Well, add in also, after the split, there was also some speculation that religion may have been a cause of tension for the couple. There was a source that erroneously reported that Zoe had converted from Roman Catholicism to Judaism, so the couple would share his faith. But again, that doesn't seem to be true. Zoe tells us weekly, I don't attach myself to any one religion. My family is liberal. I was raised in the you can be whatever you want kind of way. And in the end, I was like, eh. (laughs) 
Many finally speculated in further speculation that it was another man that came between the couple. Why did these rumors begin? These rumors started after Zoe de Chanel was seen having a romantic dinner and cuddling with Property Brothers no. star Jonathan Scott just days after she announced her split from Jacob Pachenik. No, I'd forgotten that they were together. This is the HGTV cinematic universe of wow. Can I just tell you, I just, I thought that the, I, I don't know how the name of the show did not register with me for a long time, but for a long time, I thought that they were a male couple. Property Brothers? Yeah. Who just looked really a lot just alike. Just really very similar. You like what you like. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of ashamed to have admitted that now. I mean, the show is called Property Brothers, and they are identical twins, and boom, just didn't register for me. Sometimes you just don't think that through far enough, do you? Wow. I may cut that, I may not. Depends on how funny it is in playback. Wow. (laughs) All right. So, But it was mind-blowing for me when those two were together. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. Good Lord. You're the you're the trashy in today's story. You're the trash can. I I'm just I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes, Alicia. I acknowledge this. Quote Zoe and Jonathan kept looking at each other and smiling and sat closely, cuddling constantly throughout their meal. They looked very happy and casual, says an insider to Hollywood Life. They seemed giddy about one another and held hands as they arrived and whispered to each other often. It was really sweet. Jacob denies that Scott was the cause of the divorce and tells Hollywood Life, Yeah, everything's amicable and we have two beautiful children together. We've been raising them and we're going to continue to raise them and take care of them. I'm happy. And this seems to check out, considering the couple listed on their divorce filing they had been separated for several months before announcing their split. So now in the Trashy Divorces universe, we tie some cinematic universes together here, leading us to Zoe's current relationship. As of April 2023, right now, the couple that started just after the split from Jacob, she and Jonathan Scott, still together. How did she meet Jonathan Scott? Let's talk about it. This kind of meet cute in a way. It happened when Zoe and Jonathan Scott were both taping an episode of Carpool Karaoke in August 2019. Zoe was on the show with her sister Emily, and Jonathan appeared on the show with his twin brother, twin brother and property brother's partner, Drew. You have to understand, this show was just on when I would walk through a room. I don't even think I knew what it was called for the longest time. I just, just saw these... Cute, obviously gay men hanging out on TV together, redoing houses. Not gay. Brothers. Twins. Lord. An insider tells Us Weekly that Zoe and Jonathan, quote, had instant chemistry when they met and that they bonded over their love of music, film, theater, and Christmas carols. I told you you were going to love this episode. I'm, lo- I'm, lo- I'm loving right. it. I mean, Zoe and Jonathan also make another high-profile appearance together on September 30th, 2019, when they were being affectionate in the audience of Dancing with the Stars. Jonathan Scott later explains what happens when they filmed Carpool Karaoke. 
So yeah, ahead of time, we didn't know, and we'd never met either of them before. So it was kind of funny that the day we sang on Carpool Karaoke, that's the first time that we met either Zoe or Emily. It's sometimes a little weird when you just get thrust on camera with people you've never met before, but we just clicked. Little bio on Jonathan Scott of Property Brothers. Heterosexual person. He's two years older than Zoe Deschanel and had not previously been married. Jonathan Scott and his identical twin brother, Drew, were raised in Canada and became well-known to American audiences starting in 2011 through their HGTV reality show called, in fact, Property Brothers. I feel like you're trying to drive home some points for me here. Just want to make sure you catch up. Since then, the Property Brothers have had spinoffs, endorsement deals, and started their own retail line. They've also been regulars on many a popular talk show. The couple, that would be Zoe and Jonathan, sure. quarantined together, often featuring each other on social media with comments like, quarantining with the perfect person. I might have posted that about you until I realized just now how unobservant you are. <laughs> In June 2020, Zoe and Jonathan naturally, of course, you see it coming, purchase a home together to renovate. They took the opportunity to include several eco-friendly features into their home, honoring both of their passions for the environment. Jonathan Scott tells People, The house now has fossil fuel-free heating and cooling, a solar-paneled roof, a gray water system, and is serving as a test case for a new type of insulation, probably making Park House one of the most efficient homes in the country. It's a five-bedroom home with a smaller carbon footprint than that of your average small condo. That's great. That's great. In December 2021, Jonathan wrote a sweet message about Zoe in an issue of he and Drew's magazine, Reveal. Jonathan, one of the property brothers, writes, Eight months into our relationship, I already knew Zoe was the yin to my yang, the PB to my J. We were on parallel paths towards the happiness we'd been seeking our whole lives. Jonathan Scott also referred to their home as our dream home, where we'll see the kids grow up laughing and adventuring in the yard, where we'll play host to friends and family. Jonathan and Zoe gush about each other on social media and in interviews. Every birthday, anniversary, memorable occasion is marked with adorable pictures and comments. Zoe says, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Jonathan Scott is enchanted with Zoe's children, too. In November of 2022, Zoe referred to Jonathan Scott as an amazing stepdad. On the Today Show in January 2023, Jonathan Scott talked about how he helps co-parent with Zoe and the kid's father, Jacob. Quote, I always knew I would be a great dad, former clown, magician, I can build stuff, and it's been incredible. You see your life transform. Your priorities become your kids, and when they have a performance that they're doing at school or working on some of their homework, whatever it might be, it's a joy. That's awesome. Scott goes on to recall a sweet moment when Wolf <laughs> included him in a family portrait. 
Our youngest came back from school with the picture that he had drawn, and in the picture he has Mommy and Daddy and Jonathan and his sister and our puppies. He had drawn this whole picture. This is his happy family. Yeah, that's that's great. The couple have not publicly announced any engagement or wedding plans, but it appears that Zoe and Jonathan Scott are very happy and are planning to spend the rest of their lives together. And good on her. I hope she's found the one. She could be your girl, Jonathan Scott. (laughs) Trash cans? Not for her. You get the trash cans in this episode. They're all awarded to you. Me? Weirdo. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I feel like I kind of either won or lost this episode. I I love knowing that people around the world now know how unobservant and a little thick I could be. (laughs) It seems like Zoe Deschanel is a class act. For sure. Uh, Ben maybe gets a songwriting trash can or two for certainly I'm not writing about her. Jacob seems like a legit guy. Jonathan Scott, property brother. Yes. Seems like he's doing pretty good. So yeah, I think besides the, I'm not writing this song about my wife, Ben Gibbard and the Jake Giverbacker scarf Gyllenhaal, you get the third trash can in this story. Thank you. Happy to help. Trash Pandas, thanks so much for joining us today. Patreon friends, you got this episode early and ad-free with your Patreon subscription, but if you keep on listening through your Patreon feed, the spider webs at the end, I'm going to blow Stacy's mind with some further misadventures and catching up with some other HGTV halves of couples spinning from previous Trashy Divorces alums, Christina Hawk and Renee Zellweger. Oh my. I really brought it today, Stacy. Yeah. I brought it for no, you. No, you, you did. You did. Also, this week on Patreon, our dumpster dive back on Monday caught everyone up on the Vanderpump Scandival. That was pretty incredible. Thursday morning, tomorrow morning for you, is going to drop my bonus divorce for May. It's a really good one. The original golden couple of Hollywood, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Yowza. <laughs> Always something cooking over here. Don't forget to check out and subscribe to Trashy Royals. Last week was a whole rundown on the War of the Roses in an hour. Stacy, this week you're bringing us the story of the diamond necklace that brought down France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff over at Trashy Royals. If you are into the trashy bits of royal history, you can find that over there. We drop on Thursdays. For Trashy Divorces, we are going to see you back on Sunday with a Trashy Divorces classic to celebrate Mother's Day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and telling your trashy friends, too, about us. Y'all are simply the best. We're always so excited to bring these sometimes tales of almost no woe to you. You got to find the trashy balance. Absolutely. So until we meet again, friends, I hope from my unobservant and POV, somewhat thick (laughs) brain from time to time that you will keep your hands very clean. Keep your hearts trashy. More observant than Stacy, though. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio.
You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.